on last week's Irrevelations. Technically, once you adopt a child, it's your responsibility that that child doesn't get eaten by wolves. Yes, Gibeon tricked them and was like, ha ha ha, we're your slaves now, joke's on you, assholes. Lick my f***ing boots, he says. Imagine like those Kosovo mass graves. You get that first volley of uh, bullets from the AKs, and then you gotta go there with the bayonets and finish the job, you know? Let me say this. This is the end of Cool Joshua. <laughs> I can kick the shit out of a fucking donkey. And they're like, would you like it if I did that to you? Do you want me to tug on you until milk comes out? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you better not. Before we turn to the word, I would like to... I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. Yeah, yeah, you didn't see, uh, so everyone's freaking out a little bit. By everyone, I mean probably just a couple people. Probably just uh, your dad. My dad, for sure, is that there were some foxes seen walking near the western wall, and everyone's like, this is it. This is the prophecy. This is what we've been waiting for. This is proof that the Bible's real. Okay. Uh, because, well, the reason is, it's pretty obvious when you think about it. Okay. There's a verse in Lamentations where it's like, and your walls will be crumbled down and jackals will walk around where your city once stood. So obviously, you know, that's something. So foxes not being jackals, they'll just take whatever it, a general animals in the area. So Yeah, foxes are basically just little red-ass jackals. And then it says uh... that in the Talmud, Specifically in Makat 24b, there's some rabbis having a conversation, and one of, of them's like, one of them's like, uh, you know, um, uh, foxes, if they showed up, it could mean that this is a holy place. Something like that. So, like, if okay. there's ever foxes here. And then, of course, foxes are native to that region, so... Uh, Probably, not, you know, it's possible they show up everywhere. Yeah, they show up everywhere all the time. But someone shot video of them, and it's on YouTube. And then oh, there's so, the, yeah. But here's not the fun part. The fun part isn't that there was foxes there, because whatever. Obviously, this is, it's such a shitty story. No one cares. <laughs> okay. But the comment section. My okay, God. Of course. So you've got everything. you got the one guy, the most upvotes. This is just more proof that the Bible is always correct and that prophecies are being fulfilled. The end days are coming soon. And then you got the guys that are like, no, 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 no. The people that are calling themselves are the Jews, they're not the Jews. They're the fake Jews. And this is like, <laughs> <laughs> they've desolated the holy ground of Jerusalem. And oh, man, it's just people are up in arms. Uh, yeah, Holy Land is, is a fun concept. I mean, we're going to get into that this episode, but uh, I never really understood the whole fantasy with the holy land it'd be one I mean, thing i don't get it yet i mean they're asking for the end times what the fuck is the end times the end times is whenever uh so this obviously that is a christian um christian fantasy right is that it everyone like fantasy yeah. everyone who likes gay sex 
everyone who uh, cheered Colin Kaepernick when he kneeled, all these guys, right. all these sinners right. are going to get fucking spit roasted by the devil and, I don't know, like the Pope or something. So the idea is that eventually uh, there's going to be a, a time of tribulation on earth where everything's going to be really hard. I don't know. You got to wear like Mark of the Beast. You got like the whole, uh, you got the whole, uh, uh, what's that fucking book series called? Revelations or uh, no. Left Behind? Yeah, Left Behind series. All that shit's gonna happen. Great. I Did never. That, they all. They extrapolated all that from like just some random like rantings of a fucking crazy guy, and they're like, okay, right. this is probably what he meant. But why right. not? Let's do it. Yeah. I uh, do you think the end times is coming? Yeah, I don't know. Is that a, is that a, is that a serious question? question? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think that uh, we're definitely within the reach of ruining the planet. If that counts. Right. <laughs> That's not off the off the fucking table. So yeah. maybe, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That'd be fun. I guess. I don't know. I, it's weird to think about time ending, uh, or anyone looking forward to it. That was probably one of the things about like my understanding of Christianity that was the most confusing. Like people are like, oh yeah, if the rapture happens, someone take the wheel. I'm like, I'm sorry, you're looking forward to that? That's something you're looking forward to. Uh well the end times. Okay, so for clarity, they don't mm-hmm. actually think time is gonna end. They think right. that the way things they think that the days of them uh having to do mental gymnastics to justify their bullshit cult is coming mm-hmm. to an end whenever it's going to be physical again right whenever it's going to go to like this bible shit where you didn't have to question god because you saw him uh drying up rivers for you and opening the dead sea and mm. sending hail to strike your enemies down they just want that again so that they don't have oh. to keep going through this bullshit faith thing and getting made fun of for worshiping something that doesn't doesn't exist yeah oh that i i I don't know. That'll be fun. It, it's weird. I mean, we've talked about this a lot, and it's obviously going to be a, a, a common thing between you and me, is I'm confused at the idea of faith. Like, the very concept of it. I'm just like, why the fuck would you spend a lot of your time trying to justify belief in something that does not matter? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I guess we've kind of brushed on this before, but it's a matter of, I think we are creatures of habit. And what's more habitual than sharing a faith? You know, what's more uh, grounding? Even uh, it's kind of hilarious to even call it grounding, but like having something that's shared that uh, tells you, gives you boundaries, right? You don't have to think yeah. about it. I mean, that's the whole point behind faith is that you don't have to. It's not yours to question why, right? I guess I don't know. I uh, question why? I don't know. Maybe that's soothing. I don't. I don't get sure. it. I don't Only for some people. I mean, that's the yeah. point. That's why you have people like. I mean, what do they call them? They call them um, like a social delinquent. So people mm. like uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Who? Oh, okay. Well, no, for, <laughs> yeah, likes, I get it. I get. It, I get. It, yeah. Who, who go Certainly, against yeah. the status quo? You know. Sure. Um, some people just want it. Some people wanted slavery, not even because they hated black people, but just because that's how things are, and they just want to like, oh, we don't want to disrupt things. We don't want to have health care for all because right now, I like how it is. There's no better reason, you know, than right. that. So I think it's a that's... dumb reason. Oh yeah, I, 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 that always pisses me off. I love the idea of like uh, them framing like uh, socialized health care and like. Uh, 
forgiving student loan debt. It's like, wow, what a kick to the face of people who actually paid off their debts and people who <laughs> there's all these people who die without health care and you're just shitting on their memory by giving, by giving health care out. Like, yeah, yeah I guess. like imagine if we cured cancer, we'd be shitting on all the people that died of cancer. Oh, yeah, all those people that died of cancer. What a spit they're in their face. Pissed. Yeah, oh, they're going to be so angry. They're going to be fucking shaking their fucking... fists from hell. Oh, oh, back in my day, we just died from that. Oh, these millennials and your bullshit. Which uh, I think is God's fault, but we won't go yeah, there. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah, you know, sure, sure, we'll get into that. That's great. Uh, I don't know. I, to me, that's such a fucking foreign concept to, like, see some foxes, I guess, and be like, oh, yeah, extrapolate that to be like, yep, guys, get on your fucking good suit. The end times are coming. And then the stupid part is that they can't even, it's just full of arguments in the comment section. Like, all these people that are like, yeah, this is, in some way or the other, they all have a different narrative that this is supporting. Mm-hmm. You've got the guy uh, whose name is, let's see, his name on Facebook is, because this is like where you comment through Facebook. Obviously. His name is Freddie Maga, and he's got like a really <laughs> fucked up uh, like caricature of a Jew as his uh, <laughs> profile picture. So, you know, Freddie Maga. Great. He's probably a Russian Zionist. The Zionists are doing all this, and it's just everything, man. It's all there. Good, good, good. Do you believe in a Jewish Jewish world government cabal that's controlling everything behind the scenes? (laughs) Well, they definitely killed Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of wanted to talk about that today, but honestly, by the time this episode comes out... It's going to be discovered that he's a free man living in like international waters. So why yeah, probably? Uh, <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone's freaking out about Jeffrey Epstein's suicide. It's weird how it's such an odd, obvious fucking like. Oh yeah, obviously, obviously, the guy with all the info died mysteriously. I know, he, people he, have been saying this all week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he's just like, he yeah, he's gonna die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he pulled a real Seth Rich. <laughs> and died because he knew too much about the Clintons. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's why it hasn't happened but, to me yet. Yeah, obviously. I'm one of the obviously. worst. <laughs> I stay the fuck away. <laughs> that's, uh, that's my, that's my se- security blanket, is my general uh, isolationism and shitty life Just choices. Be, being a shitty person. That's good. Right, that's right, good. right, right. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, man. Yeah. Speaking of... <sighs> I don't know if we have time, but we, Adelia Johnson, are we ever going to get into that? Who's that? The uh, Connor Betts X. Oh, shit. The Dayton shooter. <sighs> I want to let that one suss out a little bit more. You want to figure kind that of. one out? Well, so, okay. Yeah, tell me what you think. So, to, 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 to this, I don't know if this is, I de- this is like one of those things like I told people about, no one seems to know about it. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but I was like, fuck, what? Um... The ex-girlfriend of, and I'm using that term super duper fucking lightly, um, of the Dayton shooter, uh, Connor Betts, um, posted an article on Medium, uh, said, basically, my ex-boyfriend was the Dayton shooter. And I saw it on Reddit as, uh, my ex-boyfriend was the Dayton shooter, a millennial love story. And uh, I knew it was going to be fucking good, but it... The crux of what I thought about it was just like, has the term mental illness lost all fucking meaning? What's that? I just don't get what it means anymore. Like when someone's like, oh, I... Uh, so basically, uh, this girl, Adelia Johnson, says, I had mental illness, and I met Connor in our social psychology class, and we bonded over our conspiracy theories, and as we were walking through the garage, we both remarked immediately, 
hey, by the way, I have mental illnesses. We were also very open about our mental illnesses from the very beginning. Like, it's such a fucking romantic t- uh, term to these fucking people. Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm kind of sad about things. And he was like, me too. And like, and like, sometimes I feel bad. And like, yeah, yeah, me, oh God, we're, we're so, we're so tragically alone in this dark, casual, fucking shitty world and our mental illness, our, oh, everything was covered in mental illness and we were just dripping and all this mental, our, our, our mentality was so ill. Yeah. I mean, we all have it. I jerk off to Squidward porn. Right. <laughs> like I just don't I don't get what That's mental illness means anymore. It just seems like some weird uh some weird like uh icing on every fucking person's cake of like, oh yeah, one time I saw a car crash and I was kinda weird for a week and uh, yeah. you mean mental illness? You had mental illness, right? I mean, yeah, I agree. So I don't want to sound like I feel like I'm stepping into boomer territory whenever <laughs> I complain about this because right. it's very right wing, I think, to complain about this, what we're talking mm-hmm. about right now. You know, like they're the ones that are like, oh, they're a bunch of snowflakes. Mm-hmm. But God damn it, if it's not true, like uh, th- in this regard, that we are, are look for quirks in ourselves sometimes that make us special, right? Some different, yeah, somehow better than people. Like, oh yeah, some people like the but Marvel movies, new. but I don't. I'm so fucking different and special. It's, it's not new. I mean, what do you think fucking Hell's Angels are? <laughs> a bunch of people it's, with mental illness. Well, no, they're just. Why do they I'm wear the stupid? Who wants to wear fucking hot black leather, and like stand around and punch people? Like I, I just <laughs> gangs are the same thing. Like it's just them. It's people trying to find identity and whatever they can grasp at that's within their reach, and uh, you know, that's I just feel like one of the later trends. It's not new, is my point. That I'm worried about it. I just don't think it's new. <laughs> I, I so I'm I'm continuing to read this fucking article by uh, Adin, Adelia Johnson. I feel like naming her because fuck, I, it's the worst article I've ever read. It's not um, an article. It's like a diary. Oh, whatever. It's a post. Yeah, it's some bullshit. Like I wanted to tell people. I wanted to tell people about the real Connor Betts. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure the victims are loving this specific him. He trusted me with so much of his darkness that I forgot most of it. Another thing between mentally ill friends. The capacity to forget things can be a blessing if the person is telling you something in confidence. Like, I, I don't get it. Uh, oh, and then when people get angry at me, I just go, hey, I have mental illness. You know, fuck it. Uh, mental illness. Let me go. Um, it is sick that she wrote it at this point. You're right. And uh, just, to, just to sum up for people who didn't know the real Connor Betts, in March 2019, he uh, got into a polyamorous relationship with this Adelia Johnson. Um who didn't know and it's it's nicely framed that they went out to like some bar who specifically had a party that was to identify if you're in a relationship or not it was a red light green light party like oh yeah you wear a bracelet it lets you know if you're single or or in a relationship or whatever and obviously i was drinking all this much and i had so much mental illness and we ended up getting into a political debate with a republican and connor really knew his stuff and he was impressed when i knew mine this guy killed some people right like, it's been kind of buried under the Waco, sh- uh, not Waco, but El Paso uh, shootings. I'm yeah, losing yeah. them now. It's in the fucking, there's so many shootings. Uh, it seems like, anyway. Yeah, uh, garlic, just, and then this, and then uh, El Paso. It's, I'd say, yeah. yes, it's safe to say there's a fucking It's safe to lot. say there's, there's been an epidemic shootings, right now. Yeah. Right. Uh, but just, goddamn, he was such a perfect gentleman, and I had too much to drink, and he was like, let me take you home. And he, it was just such a perfect little evening, and he was so sweet. This is definitely the, the uh, snapshot of this dude I wanted to have. Jesus. Um, certainly it's not a narcissistic grab for attention. And you know he was insufferable, right? Uh, you yeah, know he was prick. fucking yeah. insufferable. 
Yeah, there's no way that he was fun to be around. I don't believe it. I do not believe that Connor Betts. I'm going to go on record and say that Connor Betts probably not fun at parties. Never I in will, his life, though. I'm not never just in his like, life. Never. He was always never. there. You, you, oh you my have to God. be. You have to be a fucking uh, pants on head, fucking insane narcissist to to do something like he did, and you don't just get develop that one night. Like he's right. been a fucking self important piece of shit forever. I'm sure of it. I'm not a psychologist, but I'm going to act like one. (laughs) I was engaged to another man while dating Connor, and all parties knew about the situation. Everything was consensual, even if it was a bit of adjustment. Um, Connor didn't know when I first asked him out for coffee, though. He didn't drink coffee, so he went out for drinks that night. Like, you're all so fucking quirky. It's like Zoe Deschanel dating Zoe Deschanel. I just don't fucking get any of this shit. Uh Throughout the night, he mingled with strangers, charming them with his big smile, baby blues, and intellect. Oh, the mass murderer had a big smile and baby blues. I, I, I can't keep reading it. It's so fucking stupid. Did you see her other article that she wrote? Uh, yeah, it was too much. Re, uh, re, the, what was the title? What was the, the title? The gist was, I've finally come to terms with the fact that I'm pretty. And yes, now I'm ready to admit it, but don't you ever call me pretty. Call me smart instead, because I'm smart, too. (laughs) That was was the thesis, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Well, uh, by all means, yeah. Ah, man. I've never... (laughs) I I never thought I'd live in a world where someone was trying to piggyback onto a mass shooting as a... I mean, really? Do you really think... Did you really never think that? I guess. I don't know. You would think that someone would stop you, but I guess it's fine. I mean, I guess people fantasized about... uh, You know what it feels like? It feels like all those girls that chased after Ted Bundy when he was in jail. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, in this instance, the girl broke up with him because he started getting a little bit pouty about the fact that she was, you know, had had a fiance. And she was like, who who do you think you are? You're just my boyfriend. (laughs) You don't get to ask me questions about my fiance. But... I mean, some of the shit, like, I guess on their first date, he, like, showed her the video from the fucking Christchurch shooting and stuff. And yeah. they all had playful talks about you, suicide. That's how you know that he's a left-wing Antifa nut. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. He's like, this is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, there, there was, like, I, I, I had such, there's so many fucking quotes in here that made me just go, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, I just want people to know that it wasn't a hate crime. Connor fought for equality. Yeah, that was a real, a real shining example of a man who fought for equality. How did he even fight for equality? What are you even fucking talking about? I, I don't even get it. Uh, that's why he shot a black guy because he he fought I for think, equality. And and this is obviously going out on a limb here. She's gonna she's gonna be tied up in all this. <laughs> like she's somehow involved. Right I I love that. It's just my ex boyfriend was a mass murderer. My ex-boyfriend was a mass murderer. I still don't know how to wrap my head around that. I'm gl- I'm glad that uh, you're a part of it. I'm glad that it's a, a, a reflection on you. I kissed a mass murderer. Oh, no. You kissed a mass does, murderer? Does she even mention that... Uh, he killed a bunch Connor's of people. Brother, Connor's brother got killed? Oh, I don't even... I, I, see, I, honestly, Connor Betts... It, uh, to be fair, th- uh, this his ex-girlfriend, this uh, Adelia... Johnson? Is that her even last name? I'm shit yeah. at fucking names. This Adelia Johnson is more of a thing to me than Connor Betts ever was. Like, I, the, the whole El Paso shoot, I was like, all right, that's weird. And then there was another shooting day, I was like, I don't even know the guy's fucking name. And then I read this article, I was like, this, is, this might be the worst thing I've ever read. Yeah, it definitely, uh, uh, I mean, just because you shared that article with me, I'm more up to speed on that particular shooting just because yeah, I... 
I'm good. I'm glad she not only brought him into the limelight. Like in an age where the people are like, hey, don't name them. Don't let people know. We don't want to idolize them. And she did exactly that. Yeah, we have this posthumous. Cool. Yeah, this posthumous fucking love letter. Um, this yeah, is trashier th- than Rolling Stone putting the Boston Bomber on their cover. It, it almost sounds like I have no idea what his motivation was. This wasn't a crime of passion. He didn't get passion enough. You know, he wasn't a thorough planner. Like, didn't the guy wear fucking body armor? I don't know. I just I thought that uh, was I thought that was at Walmart. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Too much. Too many of these fucking things flying around these days. Uh, he would have been the first to tell you that he hated himself. Oh, so Connor was the real victim. I just. It's <sighs> sick. It's sick shit. Is it weird that I hate her more? No, nah, that's too much. That's probably too much. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's a little. <laughs> Uh, oh well, oh, can't take that. Back. All right, oh, and I like, I'm glad. I'm glad she's blaming guns for all this. If only this crazy guy that I loved hadn't had access to guns. Jesus. Oh my God. Oh no. Oh. He would never have done this if he couldn't have access to guns. People don't just do that on their own. Yeah. What a what a time. What God, a time this just, is. Oh, well, it. what a time. What time? I kind of hope it is the end times. I feel like that's a millennial. I, I wonder if, if there's ever been a time where people were more like just ready for it to end. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? I feel like I feel like uh, maybe like when the Cuban Missile Crisis was going on, people were like, man, this kind of sucks. But I think those people were like clinging on to life. That's the general vibe I got. Yeah, they're like, like, oh, how am I going to survive a nuclear attack? Oh, I hope I, those I nukes wouldn't... don't drop. But <laughs> like, like my dad's always like, you need to have gold and you need to be ready to go and have a stash bag. And I'm like, no, I'm I want to fucking... die. <laughs> Bring this... it on. I'm going to fucking be on top of the desk waiting for the nukes. Like, I'm yeah, going to get the full blast. Sur- I'm not... I don't want to live in a fucking irradiated hellscape. Texas is bad enough as it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine Texas without an ozone? Like I'm fucking not sticking around. <laughs> I feel like Florida would be better in a radiated death line. Just something to boil off all the just humidity. Be a steam you know? cloud. Yeah. The whole time. Just fucking done with it, man. Gross. All right. Well, that's plenty of bullshit. Fucking I'm depressed. Yeah. Do you know what's not going to help? <laughs> it's fucking Bible. Let's do it. Uh, so, yeah. What a note to start on. Welcome to the Revelations podcast. I'm Cole Dulewski. And I'm Grant DeVoiced. And we're on episode 47 of the podcast. We're in the yeah. book of Joshua. And we're picking up on chapter 13, right? Yeah, Joshua 13. Lucky um, number 13. Do you know who's not lucky? Anyone that got in the way of these crazy fucking Israelites. <laughs> I, I'm really... I, sometimes it's weird kind of where our episodes end and like kind of what we run out of time for. I felt like this was a natural starting point for this episode. And yeah. there's so much to talk about in its own way. It's a, it's, it's a pretty rundown episode. We're just going to talk about like how land was pretty much divvied up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is definitely... Uh, this is the bookkeeping side of things. Yeah. This is nope. this is. I mean, I guess it's important because it's sort of God's promised being delivered. Ish. Uh, yeah. Although I mean, the work's not done. We're gonna get right in there, but yeah. Um, Even later like, on, there's gonna be a lot of things that don't really line up with what God promised. So, but we'll right. we'll, we'll get but, there. Yeah, we'll get into there. Um, quick, quick recap. Basically, what's happening is uh, the idea is that last episode they finished conquering Canaan, right? Uh-huh. Um, in some, like, specifically, 
Joshua 11.23 said, So Joshua took the entire land, just as the Lord had directed Moses, and he gave it as an inheritance to Israel, according to the tribal divisions. So boom, he did it all. Now it's time to rest from war. Now could you please read chapter 13 first? Yeah, Joshua 13 is also an apparently not. Uh, I, I think it's a funny, funny first. So Joshua 13. Now Joshua was old and advanced in years, and the Lord said to him, you are old and advanced in years, and there remains very much land to be possessed. I'm like, thank Thanks, you. exhibit. Yeah. <laughs> God's like, hey, listen up, you uh, old gray piece of shit. Uh, I just want to let you know you're a wrinkly old fuck, and we're not even close to being done. You know? So, yeah. Just last episode, we learned that it's all done. We took it all over. It's time to rest. Boom. First verse here. Hey, uh, by the way, there's still a lot. By the way, you do. missed a spot. Uh, you missed some people. That that wasn't a total genocide, you know. Yeah. Uh, we like it. A, we like a complete package. Um, yeah, basically, complete horseshit. The whole thing. All of last episode. Scratch it from the records. We basically have to start from scratch now because nothing has really been taken over. Surprise. Um, right. So the first thing they do is God's basically like, okay, here's the land that you still are missing. The land of the Philistines, which is on the... We don't got to read all these, right? It's We're not going to, but I, I want to bring up the Philistines. Sure. They're important, I guess. And the Gesherites. I feel oh, like okay, Gesherites. <laughs> uh, the Gesherites. Those fucking Gesherites. We love those guys. Uh, uh, and they're just moving on. Um... My my Bible specifically mentions that it's part of a gradual process. Uh, part of this is Joshua kind of saying, okay, yes, we didn't get it all in one shot. But if you recall, we never were. Because as we mentioned in Exodus, when Moses is kind of first laying out the fucking deal, he was like, by the way, we're not going to take it all at once because we have to be able to process all the loot and corpses and cows and shit, you know? Sure. Like, sure, it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of an odd flex, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but he's like, oh yeah, we, we you know, we, we, we can only divide it as an inheritance, uh, piecemeal, you know? Yeah. Um, and still directly contradictory of what I said earlier, but yeah, yeah, whatever. I, I don't know. At this point, the Bible's so contradictory yeah, that it just true. doesn't, whatever, you know? I like just, to point them all out though. Bullshit. It's kind of, no, fun. we should. And that's part yeah. of what the first, I just mean, it just means nothing to me. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. here's another part where it just, who gives a shit? Who it's gives like a the shit? notches in my bedposts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so basically, 13 starts with like, and these are the lands, and here's what I gave on the other side of the Jordan to Reuben and Gad, and obviously, and here's what I thought it was, when they were referring to the half-tribe of Manasseh, I thought they were talking about Manasseh as a half-tribe, but technically the land uh, east of the Jordan is to half of Manasseh. So no, yeah, it's half it's of a, the half tribe. It's a quarter yeah, tribe. Yeah, it's continued to split. So yeah, Manasseh, but it's still fucking. So I guess Manasseh just blew up, right? They were cool or whatever, and they had lots of babies. And there's so many Manassans that now not only do they need their east of the Jordan spot, they're going to get some space west of the Jordan as well. Doesn't really explain why that I saw. I, I think I think when we get into it, and, and we we'll cover it more. It does touch a, on it a little bit. There's but a specific it's not a good explanation. There's a specific chapter that talks about. It's the inheritance of Joseph. But, well, this tribe, this, this t- talks about the half-tribe of Manasseh, but later we're going to talk about Joseph, and they get an additional, the other half that stayed on the west side of the Jordan gets an inheritance sure. too. But they will get less than a frame 
because if you remember the whole crossed arm bullshit with Jacob and which one he blessed them more, and Joseph yeah. was like, hey, this Manasseh is the older son, and Jacob was like, get fucked, all right? I'm going to fucking bless who I want. It, it doesn't make sense, though, because um, if you look at a map, mm-hmm. Manasseh's land on both sides, each of those individual parcels are way bigger than Ephraim's, but whatever. It is kind of weird, but whatever. Um like, considerably bigger. But anyways, why do we care about that? We don't. Um, um, the only other part that I like is that uh, 1313, nevertheless, the children of Israel did not drive out the Geshurites or the Makathites, Mac- uh, but instead they dwell in Israel to this day, um, which is kind of like, we kind of talked about this where God was like, okay, if you fail to fuck up them now, this is your one shot. You got God power with you. You got the Ark of the Covenant. If you yeah. don't push them out in one good blow, if you don't get all the antibiotics out in one shot, you're going to get those resistance in there that are just going to exist forever. You're just going to have tuberculosis. But that totally just changed, I guess. And it doesn't, that's not the only example. As we go through this episode today, there's a lot of examples of cities or regions uh, being allowed to uh, hold their earlier inhabitants, which yeah. again I think speaks toward the theory we talked about last week with um, that you know it was actually like a a rebellion over time that led to the existence of Israel as opposed to a, a this, conquering this murder tidal wave of conquering yeah. and war. It might have just been like oh yeah, and then we took over and then we won forty five votes, but they still have fifteen. Like all right, all right, all yeah, all yeah, all right. it seems that way. Especially when you consider all these, like, oh, we're going to kill everyone. God literally tells them, you know, hey, you're going to drive force all these people, murder all of them. And then it's like, oh, yeah, so they're all still there, basically. Um, um, the general vibe here is that uh, the, I mean, it's going to do it. But my Bible states that the reason why they didn't have the fucking, the reason why they couldn't kill the Macathites. Or the Geshurites is because these um, Israelites don't have the fucking balls or the faith to get the job done when the chips are on the table. It, it, it's more of a dig at their faith that it's like it's not that they forgot about. It, they're just a bunch of pussies. Like the Israelites just can't get the job done. Yeah, so it's kind of like my dog who has no balls or faith that I'm going to come home every time I leave the house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, good dog mm-hmm, joke there for mm-hmm, the dog owners. You'll mm-hmm, get it. The dog mm-hmm. owners will get it. That's a fucking, that's gold. Uh, so then we're not going to get into it much, but it talks about the land given to Reuben. Uh, you don't give a shit. We don't give a shit. Um, it lays it all out. So it's it's east of the Jordan, which yeah. we talked about, right? Before yeah. they came across, got, uh, Moses was like, yeah, you guys can have this. So Reuben's down south, kind of near the... Uh, the Moabites and the Ammonites and the Dead Sea. It's kind of like a yeah. little triangle. He's down there. Gad's up north of Reuben. Manasseh, or half of the tribe of Manasseh, is up north of Gad. So they're right. all on the east side of the Jordan. That's all um, you really need to know. And the only real other bit uh, in the part about Gad from sort of 15 to 20, uh, uh, Joshua 13, 15 through 23, the only thing else that really matters is like, oh, yeah, it goes to this shore, it goes to this mountain. No, no one cares. Um, but uh, uh, 1322... For some reason, it briefly mentions Balaam again, the soothsayer uh, among those who were killed. Yeah, okay. yeah, when they were taking Fuck over those Balaam. countries. Yeah. But this would have been before even Jericho and all that. Um, right, yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. They just mention it as like, oh, by the way, Balaam lived there. We killed him. Obviously before. I mean, the the, the Eastern conquest was with Moses. So Balaam, it's, just, it's just, a, just a recap. Yeah, and this is the Balaam who did exactly what God told him and blessed the Israelites. So yeah. he got his. He got his. He, yeah. He got his how, how dare he? 
so then talking uh, ass donkey motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, it then talks about the land of Gad. As we talked about, it's a little bit north of Reuben. Who cares? The the half trap of a Manasseh that gets the eastern side of the Jordan is is north of Gilead. A uh, quick question for you with Manasseh. As a hmm. um, semi-professional beekeeper, do you see what's happening with the tribe of Manasseh here, much like a splitting of a hive? Are they making two tribes? Yeah, kind of. I mean, they're oh. splitting Manasseh. So, like, you know, you got Manasseh. And I like, didn't even pick up on that, but I'm glad that you uh, mentioned my beekeeping. Thank you for that. Well, I'd like to give you <laughs> a <good>. shout-out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that what you're saying? I, I didn't even pick up on that. Is Manasseh splitting up across the Jordan and creating two kingdoms? I didn't it even... feels like it. Like, it's two different groups. What are you referencing? Um, what's the quote here? What's the, what's the uh, verse? I was trying to 29. Just that uh, Moses is given half-tribe... Because he's talking about there's the half-tribe of Manasseh and the other half-tribe of Manasseh. So it feels now that they're two separate entities. They're on different sides of the river. Um, and, in fact, it talks about uh, this, uh, this was for the descendants of Machir, son of Manasseh. So it's almost like what's on the east side of the Jordan here is just really the Machirites more than the Mas- uh, it, Manassans. It, it's kind of interesting that Jacob and sort of uh, Esau formed two tribes, uh, you know, the, the Israelites and the Edomites specifically, and then Joseph was split, and now yeah, Manasseh is split. I don't know if it means anything, but we've seen similar instances where, like, it's like, oh, uh, like themes where the younger son gets the blessing over the older son and the split of tribes and kind of the breaking off and stuff. So I don't know if it means anything or it's just that the people who wrote this book, they, 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 they stick with what they know. You yeah. Know? And then hilariously, none of these tribes are really ever important again. So that's cool. Cool. Double cool. <laughs> uh, so that's, yeah, that's the half tribe of Manasseh or half of the half tribe of Manasseh. Yeah. Uh, Joshua 14. Yeah. 13, boom, uh, done. I literally done. have three lines. Uh, some land, some more land divvied up. Uh, this is specifically referencing, um, well, Joshua 15 is a continuation. Sure. But, but uh, I have a lot on 14 if we want to talk about Caleb. Can we talk about yeah, Caleb? I'm going to get into Caleb. Okay, I was just okay. saying that Caleb is sort of the ambassador for Judah. Um, he was sort of given a special a special place by Moses. Uh, it, as we recall, in Numbers, I think, uh, Caleb is mentioned as one of the two spies, along with Joshua, who had faith in God. And yes. we're like, let's go. No, let's go fuck up those giants. I'm fucking with you. Let's do it. Um, but specifically, 14 recounts a story where, for some reason, I guess Caleb... It, it, we're going to come back to this, but it's people being like, hey, I was promised. They got their little slip, and then they got to go talk to uh, Joshua and Eleazar, the head of the church, and be like, hey, man, I got my fucking ticket right here. I'm here to pick up my fucking land. Gotcha. Now, here's something funny about Caleb real quick. So it's it's explaining... All right. So Caleb, who's a uh, Kenizzite, which is actually a spinoff of... Uh, of Edomites, I believe. Right. Um, They're briefly he, mentioned in Genesis. So, if, so he's of Esau's line, right? Pretty Edomites? much, yeah. yeah well, so, the, 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 so I, I don't want to... I, I, I'm sure you know more about this than me. I'm only referencing kind of what was in the Bible, but the Kenizzites are mentioned in Genesis as a tribe that is maintaining Canaan uh, when God makes his promise to Abraham. So that's how long ago we've mentioned the Kenizzites. 
Yeah. And specifically, they're mentioned to, like, as God is like, Abraham, you will have all this land, and we'll kick out those fucking Canaanites. Or Kenizzites. Okay, that's weird, because I had that the Kenizzites were sons of Edom. So, like, Esau. I mean, I think, I think, so, my Bible has no fucking clue. They kind of are like, oh, yeah, the Kenizzites are mentioned in Genesis as a people, and then later, uh, they're also Edomites, and maybe, so it might just be, like, my Bible's kind of implying that, like, the Edomites moved into Kenizzite territory and intermarried, and then they're both now, you know, kind of... That makes sense. So, in other words, we have no clue. They're like... It's all like a twisted vine. Loosely related to the tribe of Abraham and the tribe of Edom. So, here's what's fun about Caleb. Now, this isn't the only example, because this happens in either Deuteronomy or Numbers as well. I'm not going to tell you exactly where. But uh, when it talks about why Caleb is going to be granted land, right? He's not a tribe. He's just some dude. So why does he get land? Why does he get a city? Well, it's saying here, you know, uh, Moses swore to me on the day that I came back um, that I would get an inheritance with your children forever because I followed the Lord, uh, the Lord my God, wholeheartedly. Now, that was he's referring to his trip into Canaan as a spy, whereas it reads here, he is the only person, right? It says, my fellow Israelites went with me, uh, made the hearts of the people melt in fear. I, however, followed the Lord my God. So... He well, is saying. That I mean, he's, he's talking the to one. the other spy. Technically, he's talking he's, to Joshua. But every time, besides the one story where it mentions Joshua, it only talks about Caleb going over. And this hmm. go, ties into the the assumption or hypothesis that Joshua didn't exist in any in way, shape, or form um, in the earlier manuscripts. Because check this out: the name Joshua, any early Israelite speaker would have immediately recognized that the name Joshua is a play off of the uh, Tetragrammaton or whatever the fuck it is, the Yahweh. Oh, right. The, the yeah, it literally means like, we mentioned in the beginning, it means like basically like blessed by God. Yeah. So the funny thing is, Joshua, someone realized this at one point, that this character Joshua, how could he have been named Joshua when the name Yahweh wasn't, wasn't made known until Moses was an adult? And brought that name to the Israelites. So it, it does make sense that they're like, wait a minute, your name is a big horse cock, and he's like, yeah, and they're like, but you're a baby. Yeah. So <laughs> like, the point is that someone's realized they couldn't have possibly been naming someone Joshua when Joshua was born. That's why they introduced the name change story, um, presumably, right when he gets turned from Hosea to Joshua, um, and then also that uh, the idea is that Joshua was probably a warrior in some of their stories and they basically turned him into a like Moses too, right? He not only does he send in spies just like Moses, he parts waters that they cross just like Moses. He does basically carrying out all of Moses's conquering, everything that Moses said was going to happen. So it it's kind of like an amalgamation of a few characters most likely just made for convenience sake. It all so. just it also just could be a bunch of allegory bullshit that wasn't meant to be taken that seriously. Probably that too. But hey, yeah, you know, here we are. We're I mean, it, 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 we'll come to this. Like as I was growing up, again, I wasn't raised exactly in the church. But for me, it was real hard to kind of define a distinct difference from the stories from the Bible and any other religious story, you know, like stories of Zeus or Prometheus or fucking, yeah. you know, any other. Because it's all the same shit. It's all just sure. like, oh, and then some magic came in and be like, all right, but the Bible has the exact same shit. They're like, yeah, well, that one's real. You know, the story of a guy turned to a nymph and then going down to hell. That's fake bullshit. Unless, you know, obviously it was written by Jews. Then it's 
That's good to go. Then it could have happened. Not only did it could have happened, but it did happen, and everyone's name is also what they did. You're like, yeah, all right. That makes <laughs> it, like, this guy was named Trouble, and he just yeah. happened to cause trouble. Weird. Yeah, yeah. No other culture has stories where some guy did something exactly as his name foretold. You know, no. that never happens. That never happens. Fascinating uh, stuff. So, uh, to sum it up, basically, Caleb's like, hey, you remember me? I was the fucking spy. I came back and did my shit. I was 40 years old when I did that shit. It's been 45 years, which is kind of cool, because basically, um, 40 years in the desert. And it kind of sets a little timeline that it's been five years of conquest. I don't think any part of Joshua kind of was like, oh, and then they took this and they took that. But we know some time has passed. But Caleb kind of here is saying that, like, at the end of the war... It's been five years. The kind of the way that the early parts of Joshua kind of say it, it just seems like it happened right after another. Sure. But just apparently. Just bada bing, bada boom. But apparently it's like, I'm 85 years old now. It's time for me to get my fucking payback. And, you know, now the Lord has kept me alive. I fucking, you know, give me my shit. Yes. And Joshua blesses Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and uh, gives him Hebron, which is a city. Uh, it's a Palestinian city now uh, down south of Jerusalem. So. It's on the West Bank. Um, boom. He's blessed. He's got some stuff. That's exciting for the guy, you know? And then the land like really had rest came from the war, yeah. It's the American dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, true. That's chapter 14. Uh, chapter 15 uh, starts talking about the land of Judah. Again, Caleb... So Caleb gets his own, essentially, mountain, right? I mean, Hebron is a mountain. It's Mount Hebron. Right, I know it's not really mentioned in his story. No, it's a city. It's, it's mentioned as a city, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's mentioned. We'll come back to it. Maybe. Uh, but Caleb is a representative of Judah, and then chapter 15 just starts moving right back into uh, sort of the Judah and what they also get as a tribe in general. Um, Judah basically gets everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's odd because so Judah is basically tucked in between the Dead Sea on the east and the Mediterranean Sea on the west, bordered by the Philistines, and we'll get to it, but Benjamin and Simeon. Um, yeah, it goes all the way down to, like, the Egyptian border and the Negev. Um, it's everywhere. All the they're, way up. They're, they're the big boys. Uh, yeah. It doesn't really matter, but, uh, yeah. No. Um, and then 1513 kind of starts with... Uh, them retaking Hebron and Debir, which was specifically mentioned in... Joshua's conquest already. Sure. Like, Hebron and Jabir are specifically mentioned, and I'm, I'm looking for the uh, exact... It's... Um, hmm. Oh, 10.36 through 39 and 11.21-22. Basically, that uh, they already came in there during their northern conquest. And oh, yeah. Joshua went and destroyed the Anakites. But yeah. then here it is saying that Caleb drove out the Anakites. I think it's the Southern Conquest. But yeah, yeah. So basically, we already mentioned that Joshua went in there and killed them to a man. It specifically says, to a man, none survived. And yet somehow, a couple years later, which isn't a crazy fucking idea that in a couple of years people would move back into their homes. Uh, it's pretty fucking crazy, actually. <laughs> yeah, like they were wiped slide. out, and they're like, a couple years later, they're like, all right, we'll fucking... This place is still good. Uh, they're not coming. Grow on trees around here. Yeah, they're not coming <laughs> back, right? <laughs> like, uh, but it's specifically, 
So it's probably, again, just bullshit again. It's another fucking uh, yeah, mistake yeah. or contradiction. But uh, Caleb has to, again, have his own conquest of land that was specifically conquested a couple of chapters ago. And, and fun he, reminder, Anakites are those who are descendants of Nephilim, supposed to be giants, all that bullshit. Yeah, cool. So they're just, big dudes. Uh, yeah. It's a big it's bunch a big of Shaquille's. Uh, yeah. And then they went up from Hebron to Debir and killed everyone who was there. Uh, but something interesting, <laughs> uh, 15, you know what I'm about to get to. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but 1516, uh, so Debir was called uh, Kijath Sefer at this point. I, or they just give it a different name. I'm not even quite sure. They're just like, oh, by the way, Debir is now Kirjath Sefer. Who cares? Yeah. But Caleb says, he who attacks Kirjath Sefer and takes it, I will give Aksa, my daughter, as wife. So yeah. Othniel, the son of Kenaz, the brother of Caleb. So Caleb's nephew is like, fuck it, I'll take it. And he did. And he got Aksa, his daughter, as a wife. Do you? Cousins. Yeah, cousins. Kissing cousins. Fucking cousins. Fucking cousins. Yeah, fucking cousins. The best kind. Um, Interestingly, uh, the, the Talmud argues that it's not saying it's his, uh, it's not saying it's the nephew. It's saying it's his brother. So this girl's uncle. Interesting. Uh, of an eighty, so this eighty-five-year-old man's little brother marries his daughter. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, give her to me, give her to me. The yeah. meat is still good. I'm assuming that's what his voice sounded like. Um, and then there's a weird story. So, so now Aksa's married to what is this guy's fucking name again? Uh, Othniel. Yeah. And there's a fun little story where uh, his daughter Aksa goes to her father and says. Hey, can I have a field? And then she dismounts from her donkey, and uh, Caleb's like, "Okay, yeah, you can have a field." And she's like, "But also, can I have a field and some springs?" And he's like, "Okay." And then he did. Well, uh, to be fair, she points out since the field that you gave me is in the Negev, the desert, can <laughs> I have some water to go with it? It's like if someone gives you a fucking Popeyes roll without some sweet tea. That's like, a very fair point. Fuck did you just do <laughs> choke to death? Hey, Dad, I know you gave me five biscuits and nothing to drink, but uh, would you like that I die? Like, is that what this is fucking about? Uh, thanks for all that desert land, Dad. Uh, cool. And then I really gotta, I gotta stop trying to laugh like the, uh, like that dog, the evil dog. Yeah, from like Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I, I've been I thinking about that a lot. I personally think it's handsome. But anyway, the worst part but, uh, of listening to the podcast. So. <laughs> um. So, I mean, it's a good feminist story about a dad who gives his daughters a trophy and then hands her some desert. But um, does your does uh, does Kugel have anything to say about this? No, dude, not shit. He's he's quiet <laughs> from chapters thirteen to twenty. He doesn't say anything. Oh, that's we're not really going to get we're not going to really get into Kugel again. I think until the next book, until judges. Fine. So um, buckle down. My so, Bible struggles. Just, well, Go ahead. What I just talked about with Joshua's. Uh, actual difference from Caleb and all that was cool, but uh, that's about it. Um, my Bible tries to explain it away as like this is just some test that God performs as a way of sort of divinely choosing some dude's wife, you know? Like he cares so fucking much that some random dude gets some wife that who gives a shit. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, you know, it, it's like when a rapper wins like an, a, a Grammy, and you're like, "Who the fuck cares?" He's like, "Thanks God for this," and you're like, "I can't believe he cares who wins a Grammy," but apparently he cares enough, you know. Maybe it was. Uh, here's how I see it happening. So this is his either his brother or his nephew, right? With Othniel. Mm-hmm. So it's a close relative, close male relative. Um, maybe you know that your daughter's got an eye for him, 
So what do you do? You're the leader. You're Caleb. You're the big shot. You're like, hey, someone go conquer that land. And then he's like, and Othniel, here, you can have a bunch of soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> if, anyone, if anyone can move my car, he's just got his foot on the brake the whole time. He's like, all right, now you get up here. Oh, look, it's moving. <laughs> you're the strongest man in the village. Uh, but yeah, I, I, my Bible's like, oh, Sexiest yeah. Sexiest nephew. This, this seems to be a count of divine intervention to get his daughter a particular field with water on it. Oh, good. Uh, only what a bunch of men had to die for it, but story. I'm glad that this field got, you know, divvied out properly. People are probably going to get real pissed if the uh, head of the tribe gave his daughter some land without a fucking war to decide it. And you're supposed to determine who gets land by casting lots. So this doesn't even fucking fit their... M.O. Oh, it's just fucking nepotism at its core. He's like, oh, yeah, guys, my daughter asked me, and, you know, she got on a donkey and shit, and there was, like, a war, so normally I would just divvy it out randomly, but it looks like she gets the best land with water on it. Yep, super gross. Fantastic. Um, So, basically, there's a bunch of towns in the Negev that Judah had, which, again, that sucks. That's shit property. Um, Yeet. And then it describes the western foothills, the hill country, the wilderness. All this area belongs to Judah. It's a it's a real slog, but basically it's just naming fucking cities. Um, Specifically, though, another fun thing that happens at the very end of this chapter, uh, it says that in one of these uh, in some of these towns, Judah could not dislodge the Jebusites who were living in specifically in Jerusalem, right? Um, and yeah. to this day, the Jebusites live there with the people of Judah. If you go through Exodus, I looked up every instance of the word Jebusite. Every mm-hmm. time they're mentioned in Exodus, it's like, and we're going to go and kill every single Jebusite and drive them out. So, right. again, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, uh, these goddamn Jebusites. And uh, we're, we're going to get to it. There's a particularly favorite quote about, uh, I think it's... Um, Maybe 17. I'm not even sure. There's a specific quote about how they describe these people who just refuse to leave their homes when they know they're not wanted. You know what I mean? Like, we came in there. We killed as many people as we could. Take the fucking hit, guys. Like, get lost. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Some guy greased uh, up a rock 500 years ago. Get fucking bent. Hey, we're going to get to that rock in just a little bit. Don't, Um, Don't spoil it. So, chapter 16 of Joshua... Uh, we get back to Joseph's lot. Yeah. Um, so this is Ephraim and the other half of Manasseh. Mm-hmm. And basically it just lays out their borders. And if you're curious, they're basically... Ephraim is right up north of where Benjamin's going to be, and Manasseh is right up north of him. Manasseh has a decently si- sized lot, uh, including a bunch of the coast. So good for him, right? Right. Uh, yeah. It's kind of weird. My map kind of puts Dan in a couple of different places. Um, we'll get to that. I mean, who cares? But it's basically Judah. Uh, so from s- south to north, and we're going to cover these guys a little bit later, but it's Simeon, Judah, Dan, Benjamin, Ephraim, Manasseh, Issachar, Zebulid, Naphtali, and Asher from like south to north. Yeah, a bunch of Not bunch that it matters. Who gives a shit? But. Uh, also, that uh, it, it points out that they did not, um, so the Manassites did not dislodge the Canaanites. Um, living in Gezer. And mm. to this day, there are Canaanites living there. With uh, Ephraim, sorry, not Manasseh. They dwell among the Ephraimites to this day and have become forced laborers, which is a fancy word for slaves. It's not even fancy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to start I'm gonna start using that day-to-day line. Be like, oh yeah, I heard the, the slaves that lived on the plantation. I'm like, you mean forced laborers? Yeah. I mean, they were, on, just, they were just the laborers. The Bible calls them forced laborers. By force. 
Oh, you know, forced laborers, laborers who work by force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so it's way way prettier. Way it's a, it's a fancy word. It's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a cup of tea with one finger out. You know, with your pinky. Out. Yeah. Uh, Joshua seventeen. Yeah, seventeen is just an extension of sixteen. So sixteen was mostly about Ephraim. Seventeen is mostly about Manasseh. It's listing on all. The, we're not going to go through this, but it's all the towns, all the territories that he gets, where they extend to and from. Uh, the first interesting note is in. Tw- Verse 12 that I saw. Um, Benassites were not able to occupy certain towns, which were, uh, uh, there's like six towns that they couldn't occupy. Um, yeah. Because the Canaanites there were determined to live in that region. <laughs> yeah, however, I love that quote, yeah. Yeah, however, when the Israelites grew stronger, they did subject them to forced labor. There's that term again. Yeah. Um, uh, but didn't drive them out completely. Uh, I love I love the way it, the Bible describes it, uh, but those Canaanites were determined to dwell in the land. Is that the case, huh? These people who live in a fucking desert are determined to continue living in their home, the fucking shithole that they scratched out in existence in the desert. They're like, oh, yeah, I guess we'll just stay here. Oh, these people just are like, coming to kill us? I guess we're determined. The nerve of these fucking people. To be determined to live. Yeah, I, I just imagine the Jews are like, hey, Canaanites, what the fuck? We all talked about it. You got to get lost. I mean, you know, you, you don't have to go. You know, you just can't stay here. Like, go somewhere else or die. And they're like, uh, well, we'll just keep living in our house. We're like, you fucking pieces of shit. Yeah, like, if I, I told you, you, we agreed. You have to go. If I see an invading force coming into my town, I'm going to tie myself up and roll myself up to them in a little wagon for mm-hmm. uh, execution, summary execution. So that's just me. That's uh that's the easy way out. I mean, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, something that's interesting is that. Uh, so one, we kind of skipped over, but who cares? Um, the daughters of Zelophehad. We mentioned the the daughters <sighs> yeah. who, who they had no brothers and they got their own inheritance. There's all those bullshit rules about them. They go up. Yeah, to, sure. They, they were they were uh, Manassans. They go up to Joshua, ticket in hand. Hey, we want our land, like you fucking Moses talked about. La di da. Um, something interesting. Uh, apparently the children of Joseph, the Ephraim of Manasseh, the, the next couple of verses is basically like, hey, you know, uh, you've only given us a small amount of land. We need more, uh, I don't know what the term would be, uh, living space might be the term or some more. <laughs> they're like, this isn't enough land. And they're like, okay, well, Joshua's like, all right, listen up, you pussies. If you want more land... Go fucking get it. What are your legs and your swords painted on? Go fucking do it. Well, they explain, though, that the Canaanites have, what? Chariots of iron mm-hmm. that are hard to fight. And, uh, of course, my uh, Bible and concordance and everything I read was quick to point out that, well, obviously, these weren't, like, actual iron chariots because that would have been way outside of the current tech. Instead, that was probably, like, regular wooden chariots with, like, uh, spokes sticking out that were iron to, like, cut down people, which... Does sound pretty cool. When was iron invented? I don't know. If I like, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. Iron invention date. Like, because I know there's like an iron age. Oh really? Oh, I, I looked it up. I was like, when was iron invented? They're like 1882. Ironing clothes. That's what you meant, right? You fucking <laughs> It's the Iron Age started between 1200 and 600 BC. I knew that the whole time. I was just waiting for you. To oh know. fuck me to. Oh uh, great, great. <laughs> Uh, but that would predate this by about 200 years. 
I guess. I mean, there might have been uh, brief examples or special people that were able to create well, yeah, that's the Iron precursors. Age, so yeah, it was probably yeah. starting to. So that I mean, I guess it could be. I could believe it. Who knows? Uh, and often these guys would have been vassals of Egypt, you know, as we kind of talked about last week. So it's likely that they were kind of, uh, you know, drinking from that teat. Yeah, and also, I mean, we can't really discount the fact that aliens might have come down and oh, yeah, brought yeah. a fucking, like, Honda Civics and shit. And that might have been what they meant by Iron Chariots. I'll wholeheartedly accept that before I accept th- this book. So, yeah. <laughs> like, it might have just been little bit like, whoa, this flying car. And they're like, yeah, it's a fucking airplane, you goddamn caveman. What the fuck? <laughs> the aliens brought it down, you dumb shit. How do you think we made the pyramids? It's a uh, bronze bird. <laughs> um. Um, something that my Bible mentions is that contrast... Judah with jo- uh, Joseph, and we haven't really gotten into it, but uh, I'll just sum it up now. When Judah is like, "Hey, by the way, we're, we're you know we we got this land and stuff," there, they're like, "But don't worry, Caleb at eighty five years old is ready to go to war." He specifically mentions like, "Listen, man, I'm as strong as the day I fucking went in here the first place. I'll kill any man that comes across me." Whereas Joseph's like, "Hey, man, can you give us some land?" And Joshua's like, "There's some land right there," and they're like. Ah. There's people in it, you know? I don't, I don't want to. You mean I got to kill for my land? I was just hoping daddy could give it to me, which is a pretty common complaint for Joseph. I mean, like, it, it definitely is a genetic, I would say. For Joseph? Yeah, Joseph was uh, daddy's little bitch. Fucking yeah, the, for for like the first 12 years of his life. Whatever. And he was a fucking, he, I think, he was a self-made man, dude. Listen, he went to the prison. one of them, what, a Judah... Totally down to enslave their own brother. Joseph is like, "Where's my coat?" It was a nice coat. All right, well, whatever. But I, I just I, the apple hasn't fallen far from the tree. Hmm. <laughs> uh, you man. know, Joseph is my favorite. You can't just be <laughs> dissing my boy. So that is the gist of seventeen, uh, chapter eighteen, rolling right along, aren't we? This stuff is it's pretty fluffy. It just flows off um, the tongue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> At this point, so this is called, the, this section for me is at least, it's called Division of the Rest of the Land, right? So you just uh, got a bunch of these other shitty kids. Yeah, I, 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 my, my book titles it, uh, Now for the Loser Tribes. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So we have Judah. We covered Judah, who is a big deal. We covered uh, Joseph, the tribe of Joseph, his two kids. So now we're talking about everyone else. Um, what do they do? He So <laughs> this is so bizarre. Joshua gets all the Israelite. Uh, gathered into Shiloh, which is a cool city, I guess. Uh, gets everyone there and says, all right, so you guys need to start taking your land. Like, I told you to get out there and do it. You're not doing it, which doesn't make sense because they want an entire warpath. I, I don't right. get what he's complaining about. But regardless, they get uh, three men from each tribe to go out and survey the land. So he's like, all right, go out there, tell me everything about all this space, and then what we'll do is we'll cast lots, right, basically roll dice, uh, because this is a giant fucking D and D game, apparently, right. and we'll figure out uh, we'll figure out who gets what. So it's a bizarre way to do it, but whatever. Something I don't know. Do you have anything about Shiloh? Like I, I was expecting you to like say something about it. Yeah, um, I said it was kind of a cool sounding town. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> right, cool. Because uh, I, I I know I'd heard that name before. Um, in Genesis 49, when Jacob is blessing all the tribes of Israel, he specifically mentions Shiloh for the first time uh, in reference to Judah. Basically like, uh, you know, your father's children shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's whelp from the prey of my son, blah, blah, blah. He's a total fucking badass. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, 
nor a lawgiver from beneath from between his feet until Shiloh comes, and to him shall be the obedience of the people. Here's so, the problem with that. It's a different word because I have a cross-reference concordance mm-hmm. that uses Hebrew words, mm-hmm. and the word they use for Shiloh here is not used anywhere earlier in the Bible. Huh. So I don't know what... What verse was that that you just gave? Uh, 49, Genesis Sorry. 49. Genesis 49? Uh, I think it's uh, 10. 49, 10. 49.10. So mine calls it... Oh, yeah, look at that. Same fucking word, right? Huh. Yeah, but it, uh, it doesn't let me define that word. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, it doesn't really... like. Apparently, the coming of Shiloh... Is so to Shiloh bring about here, Judah's says, rule over the nations. It says the phonetic spelling here is Shiloh, and it is he who it is that which belongs to him tranquility. So basically, it's an epithet for the Messiah. Right. Whereas, That's what my Bible calls it, but all of a sudden now it's described as a city. Yeah, totally different word, though, apparently. Huh. So Weird. But yeah, all right. Enough. So back, back to where we were this uh, word for Messiah, yeah. or different or not, or whatever the fuck. Uh, they're having this city and uh, they're divvying up the lands by lots at Shiloh. Yeah. So different Shiloh, Shiloh, whatever. Um, Yeah. So they decide to split everything up and who gets to go first? Not other than the baby of the tribe, uh, Benjamin. Mm -hmm. So the survey's done. They come back. First lot comes up for Benjamin. And what does he get? He gets some sweet territory. Uh, kind of between the tribes of Ephraim and Judah. Mm-hmm. Um, it includes Jerusalem. So right now it should be noted that Shiloh or Shiloh is basically the Israelite capital. So it becomes Jerusalem later, of course, but for now this is the capital. So the fact that Benjamin gets Jerusalem isn't as significant as it sounds, I guess. So is it... Oh, so the fact that they get Jerusalem is kind of like the early settlers getting D.C. And they're like, fuck you, we got Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, all right. You have that stupid little river city. (laughs) It was a rough town always, so you could have D.C. Yeah. But um, Ephraim is the one that has Shiloh or Shiloh. We'll call it Shiloh. I'm just going to stick to that. And it's up north of Benjamin's land. Hmm. Interesting. Um, So Benjamin gets their shit. Uh... Jerusalem is still held, and they can't push people off of it. Blah, Benjamin blah, blah, blah. also has Jericho and I, which is interesting. This so the two. This is where they first came into Canaan. Is where Benjamin's at. If that helps, probably it does. It does probably seem like help. it does seem like Benjamin has all the places we've heard of. They have Luz, which is Bethel. Uh, yeah. That's where what's his face put that greased up that rock, Jacob. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got uh, Kirjath Ball. Oh wait, no, we've never. <laughs> I've never fucking heard that place before. I was thinking of, I was thinking of that other Kirjath that uh, that uh, Caleb gets. He's got um, Jericho, Gilgal, I, Gibeon of the famous Tritorius line, Gibeonites. Mm-hmm. So all that stuff that which makes sense, you know, that all that stuff would have been pretty close to each other since it was all the uh, early stories in Joshua. Yeah. Um, um, that's that's it for eighteen, right? Was nothing really to it. Uh, nineteen, and this will probably be the last chapter we get into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, refers to Simeon's inheritance with Judah. If we recall, and we're going to kind of keep coming back to it, I, I, this is kind of like the culmination of several stories. Um, when Jacob blesses Simeon and Levi, he was like, hey, you know, you guys kind of fucked up that Shechem issue. You killed a bunch of people. You're both fucking assholes. 
and honestly, I hate you. So I'm going to break up your inheritance and fuck you guys over. You will not get the same inheritance as everyone else. Um, yeah. The Levites don't get any inheritance, which is kind of... I think we talk about that more in 20 and 21, so I want to save it. Uh, yeah. Kind of the... I mean, we already know. We have already talked about this. Yeah, but it, there, 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 there's the argument of... Are the Levites a blessing or a curse? That they I sort think of be it's pretty obvious they're blessed. You say that, but they're supposed to be fucking cursed. That they're they don't get an inheritance. Yeah, God hated Moses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Levites, and I think it just might be because this was obviously written by people who were like about the church. That yeah. it's like, oh yeah, the Levites they were so cursed that they got no inheritance. But that's just their fucking. Their real inheritance is being closest to God and being the leaders of the entire fucking area. Like, okay, yeah, oh, no, what a curse. Yuck. Um, but Simeon... Uh, Actually gets fucked. Yeah, Simeon is basically... Uh, basically, Joshua, uh, Joshua's like, you know what? I kind of am looking at Judah, and they got more land than they can even fucking handle. I'll just give you a piece of their shit uh, down... And not just a piece. The desert so shit. One <laughs> the desert says part. they're within the territory of Judah, so I'm assuming they're like a vassal almost to Judah, right? Right. Um, and they are just get the desert, literally just in a gift. So, yeah, they get their inheritance shitty. from the children of Judah. So, kind of yes. like what they probably didn't want. Next up is Zebulon, the third lot. Um, Zebulon gets some fucking land up north, mostly not all the way up north, but pretty far up north. Um, same for Issachar; he's right up there next to Zebulon. Um, pretty little spot. Uh, they get the Jew lot equivalent of like a couple of condos next to each other, more or less. They got some neighboring townhouses, and they have to like live underneath Asher and Naphtali. Yeah. So Zebulon has the coast. Issachar has the Jordan on his side. They're kind of next to each other. Up north of them, next you have Asher, who has a long stretch of the Mediterranean, um, and then Naphtali next to him, uh, who has a whole bunch of the Jordan River. So again, they're kind of doing like these parcels doop, 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 next to each other going up the coast. One side has the Mediterranean for the boundary. One side has the Jordan for the boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, if you can think of modern-day Israel, it's kind of a tall, skinny uh, nation, so it's that's what's being built here. Right. Uh, um, next up is Dan, who has a couple little spread-out spots. Yeah, Dan's uh, all over. They're next to Benjamin to the west between Judah and Ephraim, so kind of just, like, directly west of the wet, uh, Dead Sea. Yeah. And then they've also got a settlement at the very far northern border. Like yeah, almost right into the Turkey, tip of the uh, Jordan River, of yeah. course. I don't know why. I guess Dan is just a traveler. I don't know why. Yes. Do, why? Why? Who gives a shit? Up? I don't know. I guess I don't. Uh, Dan. Uh, well, I guess basically, um, they basically set up the land of Dan, and the northern border is supposed to be Asher and Naphtali, but it specifically mentions uh, beyond the border, the children of Dan went, uh, and they went to fight against Leshen and took it, and then struck it with the edge of the sword. So it's kind of like the whole. Uh, Manasseh, Gad, and Reuben shit, where that's not really their land, but they're like, fuck it, we can kill them. We got this. Yeah. And we, actually, we do, we do what we want. Like, if it wasn't for Dan, this would have been Manasseh's land. So it kind of looks like they took a chunk out of Manasseh's territory, if anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, because they kind of, they, they straddle the Jordan. Yeah, yeah. So that's fun. Good job, Dan. Um, <laughs> You're a good and boy. And then uh, last up is Joshua, right? So Joshua obviously is not the, uh, a tribe. He's not the head of anything. He gets an inheritance because he's a good, good boy. Is he from? Like, a f- he's from Manasseh, isn't he? He's from Ephraim. Ephraim, right, right, right. The son um, of Nun. That's he's more famous as being the son of Nun, which is just like spelled like a Catholic nun. Yeah, in a spooky, spooky movie. 
Um, the so basically he's given um, a lot at Shiloh, mm-hmm. and uh, that's it. Huh? It's in the territory of a frame, yeah. and he's given uh, Timnath Sarah uh, uh, his own city, um, and. At the tail end here, it finally mentions Eleazar the priest and the heads of the fathers of the tribes, blah, blah, all came together in Shiloh to, to sort of make this shit happen. Uh, and they yeah. helped out with the divided. So Eleazar That's finally like the, gained a mention who's supposed to be like the Aaron equivalent. Yeah, the other, the biumvirate they've got going on. Right. But yeah, that's the first mention of him in Judges, or in Joshua, I mean, I think yeah. so. It's so cool, cool. So, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I think the next chapters are not going to get much greater. We're going to get into like the Levites and the cities of refuge yeah. and shit. It's all boring and bullshit. I, and I think we'll be able to finish Joshua next week. In fact, I feel like I can already hear like the kind of like my Bible just screaming, like this is God's promise, His providence, His glory given to the the people of the faith and blah blah. But it just seems more like they're just divvying up slave territory. Oh yeah, they're and, just and cutting they're, it up. They're taking the people. They're killing them or they're slaving them. Um, it's wholesome shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's not mention this was all born on the uh, backs of uh, slaves and dead children, but it's cool yeah, that Dan yeah. got to take that Northern Solomon. I'm happy for him. Uh, hey, if you're a fan of the British Empire, you're a fan of the Israelite Empire, yeah, right? Yeah, Same yeah, shit. yeah, Same yeah. Same shit, different year. I just, I just, a lot of it's just so surprised. I just can't imagine that the Bible's like all pro just going into people's homes and taking it, but I, 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 I continue to be surprised. <laughs> Wonder where they get it. But uh, pretty cool shit. Uh, actually, it's not super fucking. I hate it. <laughs> like, is there uh, beyond just sort of identifying? Okay, this is our tribes, and it's more just kind of like, in, in the way, it's kind of like laws in a sense. Like, it's more like their land laws and stuff, you know, and, and probably covers yeah. like if you cut down a tree or whatever. But um, and really, this is just them setting up a backstory, right? Yeah. Like, this, they're writing their own origin story here. Mm-hmm. Um, explaining why certain people lives lives in certain places and blah 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 blah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's super fucking fun. I, I, uh, no, I hate it. I hate it a lot. But we'll 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 trudge through it. Uh, the story of Joshua was getting so cool, and now we're kind of like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no, it petered out. Definitely, it was a. Uh, he was hot and fast at the start. You know, blood, killing infant children, smashing uh, dissenters. Beneath his boots, yeah, yeah. And now it's like now he's just like, oh, let's play, you know, let's play a game of roll the dice to see where where we end up. It's like it's if like, there was right. like, it's like if Reservoir Dogs uh, was like just them in the diner, and then the rest of the movie instead of them getting into fights, with them just be like, okay, uh, let's count the money, You're like count it again, and like all right, yeah, this is great. <laughs> you know, they're just yeah, running machines for twenty fucking minutes. Yeah, that'd be fun. That's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a good Bible. It's a good book. I'm glad it's here. I'm glad it exists. Yeah, and I'm glad we're almost done with Joshua. You know, we went into it. Man, it feels like we just started Joshua, doesn't it? It wasn't Which a I lot guess... of. It wasn't a lot of meat. I mean, chapter thirteen no. kind of. We're all, this is sort of the start of it. Just getting ugh, back yeah. to back to what back to what the Bible does best. Absolutely, but I think we're going to get into more narrative as we go. It's like it's becoming more and more tangible, more and more based in probably some sort of historical origin. So. I would hope so. I mean, again, yeah. as we as we kind of touched on to this, are we even at a point of historical value yet? Is any of this traceable? David. I think not until David. And even that's, you know, going to be a lot of myth. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like it's gradually trying to get more and more touching on to, like, reality. Like, things that you could possibly point to. Like, oh, did they? Sure. Did they take this land? Did they? 
take that mound? Did they kill all those kids? I mean, and they're and they're naming recognizable cities now, as opposed to just like weird ass wells that they were at, right? Yeah, or a field or a, a yeah. woods that they saw once, you know. Like we're now talking about Jerusalem and Golan yeah. and uh, Bezer and shit. You know, you know Bezer. Everyone knows Bezer. For Kad- sure. Kadesh. Oh yeah, fucking. You know. Kadesh Barnea. It's my yeah. favorite place. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, you got anything else on this week's? Uh, what's this our week's <laughs> What's our Twitter handle? Good, good, because I'm tired of talking about it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Revelations, where we give out spicy takes on the latest Bible news. Yeah. You can send us emails at irrevelationspodcast at gmail.com, uh, where we're just waiting to hear from our fans. Yeah, as always. Yes. <laughs> and let me say, uh, if you have any information that could lead to solving the so-called suicide of Jeffrey Epstein, I would keep your fucking mouth shut so they don't get you to. <laughs> That's what I would do, personally. Mm-hmm.